and welcome to Coffee in a Notepad, where we talk about all things business, entrepreneurship, and creating success on your own terms. My name is Kiafa Hall. I am the host of the show. And today I'm so excited to have my new friend, Kalia Wright of KSW Social Media Management here with us. How are you? I am doing great. It is freezing here in Vegas, but I'm great. <laughs> Good. Vegas. Ugh. Yes, I, I, before this, I told you all of my stories about being in Vegas, but outside of Jamaica, Vegas is probably the place that I visited more than any other place. Like, I've probably been there about five, five, six times, either for a conference or just for fun. Uh, not a huge gambler, but I've been there a couple of times. I'm not a huge gambler either. I don't even go to the strip unless we have family that's in town. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. And I feel like every phase of life, like when I went, when I was in college, I had a completely different experience in Vegas versus like now as an adult. Also, because when you're in college and you're living on a shoestring budget to party on the strip is very different than when you're an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Like I up in this room at forty. No, exactly. Like I can afford some conveniences at this point. Like we hope so anyway. It's so good to have you. You are one of those people. You know when. Um, you have like you start your business or whatever you're out on social media and you're like promoting and you think like your friends are going to be the people that you interact with the most and you find like your internet bestie like that person that you look forward to like seeing their stuff and you like send messages like i feel like you have become one of my internet besties like <laughs> i open up and i see you and i'm like oh look at that what's going on how are you well, that makes me feel good because that is really my goal online. Um, I know that social media for businesses anyway can be overwhelming. I try to make it easy uh, with like tips and things that our agency does. Um, but also it's just kind of like we're here. Social media is the place to be social. Why are mm-hmm. you not social with people? So I, I try to like post and comment on things and ask questions because I'm genuinely interested. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I think we get so used to just like you see something and you just kind of scroll by, even with your friends, like you feel like you've interacted with them because you've seen a post or you've seen them share something online and then you forget, no, I can actually talk to this person. Like I can comment, I can send them a message on the side, just be like, Hey, you good today? Like (laughs) how's things going? Uh, social media has lost the social part of it. I agree. I agree. I think it's because, like you, you can pick up your phone and you feel like you have access to your friends. Um, but just sending that little message or sending that like or commenting, it will it can change someone's day. And I know it's not like people are like, oh, it's just social media, and we shouldn't like fall into that. But the endorphins that you get from people that you like interacting with your content it's, mm-hmm. it's like a hug it can't be like yeah. a hug you know and it's like yeah. why not put that in the world 
Yeah, but well, I'm glad to have met you on uh, the good interwebs. streets. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started and dive into the, the crazy world of social media, you work with social media stuff all the time. And I'm curious, what piece of art gives you inspiration? Ooh. I don't know if I could say any one piece of art gives me inspiration, but I would say music as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like music can affect your mood more than all, um, depending mm-hmm. on the, the mood that you set, the songs that you're listening to. I have time for me to like get, get to working. I have a KSW playlist that I put mm-hmm. on and it makes it puts me in that mood. When I just want to relax, I do the same thing. So um I would say music as a whole, depending on what you, you know, what you do can set your whole day. And you know, even even more so, like a lot of marketers, they won't tell you, but like a lot of the captions that we use for like email marketing and social media, sometimes we just use lyrics. So I think we're all a little bit inspired. That <clears throat> that is so true. I I'm working on a um, a, a strategy uh, workshop for um, for a friend of mine and her nonprofit, and it's called the Art of Storytelling. And every time I uh, go to it, it's it makes me think of the Outcast song, the Art of Storytelling, and I just keep coming back to it and yes like relating to music relating to song lyrics um it's also fun like i think it it also tells a little bit about who you are as a person which which ones you're going to choose to draw from which one exactly exactly i and that's usually where i am with it if i have a creative block i just start listening to um i like to listen to badass women can i curse on you Oh yes. Yes, <laughs> women. So if I really, really need to like I'm I'm listening to Cardi, I'm listening to Meg, I'm listening to Beyonce, I'm listening to some scissor. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot who I was for a minute. Let me get back into this. So I was <laughs> I love it. I love it. Song lyrics, music, setting the mood for yourself. I'm I'm all here for it. So we, like we said, we've connected via social media. Um, your whole job is social media ma- uh, management. Good luck and God bless you. Uh, it is uh, <laughs> a lot. And I've been on here so many times. I have such a a love-hate relationship with social media. Like I am low-key, like I love social media. I am on on TikTok, Instagram, probably all day. Um, Like I'm just scrolling, mindlessly laughing. I love the creativity that you see. Uh, I interact with like YouTube and watch YouTube videos and take so many tips. But there's also this side of it where there's a lot of pressure when you then have to think about social media as a purpose, right? Like, so the anxiety you get over feeling like I have to put something out to tell people about my business, or I have to find a new way to kind of crack the algorithm and all of these things takes away from the fun of social media. So how did you get into deciding that this is something you want to tackle 
as your day to day? Well, my first question would be who said it had to be pressure? Oh, who told you you that telling the world about something that you love, because I assume if you're going into business for yourself, it's something that you love. Who said who said that that had to be hard? And I think a lot of times we um, make it hard for ourselves because we see what other people are doing. And maybe unintentionally, we start riding someone else's wave instead of creating our own. Um, so then you're trying to keep up with what someone else is doing, which is overwhelming. But if you just do what you do, your people are going to find you. I, mm-hmm. You find me. I am the least so manager in the world. I do not go outside. <laughs> I get underarm sweat when I talk to people. Um, I post about Harry Potter. As you can see, I love Harry Potter. I believe <laughs> Harry Potter and those people follow me. But and I don't and I, not to say that there's no one else out there like this, but no one's doing it like that. And I don't yeah. feel pressure because I'm just like, hey, this is my message. But back to your question, how did I get into this? Um, social media was a hobby of mine, always. Like I've always loved social media, but historically I worked in um arenas where I really couldn't enjoy social media like I wanted to. So I have a master's degree in public administration and criminal justice. In a past life, I was a probation officer for um, juveniles who went to boot camp in lieu of jail. Um, so I really couldn't really be on social media because want them to find me. And two, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, it's easier <laughs> to stay away from it so that you know, my job isn't like, well, what did you say? And why did you say this? Um, and then I had like this quarter life crisis um, when my father died. And I was like, I do not want to be angry every day, yelling at these kids or sad that these kids are not moving forward. What do I enjoy? I enjoy social media. One of my best friends was like, you know, they'll pay, somebody will pay you to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she was like, yes, that's like a whole job. So I started taking classes at like community college and things like that, just to kind of figure out how to actually do it. And I was like, I can do this. And my husband was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can. What, what do you think? So unrelated, we sold our house and quit our jobs and cashed out our 401ks and moved from Michigan to Vegas. And when we got here, I told my husband, like, I really want to start my business instead of going back into corrections. And he was like, all right, let's see what happens. And five years later, here I am. Nice. I've been as my sole job for about three and a half years. Um, And this all really started with what, what makes me happy. And it was social media. I love it. I love that your story is one of taking something that you enjoy doing and figuring out how to make it something you can do every day. And I think the best things about being an entrepreneur is it's driven by what you're passionate about, right? Oftentimes when you're looking for a job, um, you're just looking for, okay, what can I do that's, you know, going to pay the bills? But when you run your own business, like your bills are being paid and driven by your personal passions. And 
I do enjoy that you're also saying like you didn't just jump out the gate, you know, and make it successful. It took some time to get there. But for somebody else, that can be different. But I think because you loved what you did, uh, it's becoming something that is sustainable for you. Absolutely. It, it, it breaks my heart when I see people online and they're like, I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. And it's like, you don't want to start a business then because you have to do something that you love when you start a business because you have to stay in it even when the money is not coming. And you only do that if you love it. <laughs> You're not it's, here it's, when it's not coming. It's the behind the scenes stuff. It's all the stuff that you don't see getting done that you got to remember why you're doing this in the first place. No one wants to work on spreadsheets. No one <laughs> no one wants to write reports. No like and the thing is that you go into business, you don't even know that you need these spreadsheets at first. And then you're like, oh wait, I was supposed to pay taxes. I just Good, listen, we don't even we're not even going to get into that territory because that is not my happy place. My no. family makes so much fun of me. I have an I have a whole degree in accounting, okay, an entire degree. I am I am not the person you want to come to when it comes to your money management. It don't ask me about taking care of it. I, keeping receipts is not my strong suit. But if you let those details, right, the things like. I have to figure this out. I have to do that to become the deterrent, like to overwhelm you. It will absolutely stop any of the focus you have on like building. And I find like a lot of people love the idea of things, but they don't have the commitment to the work it takes to build it. And it's not easy. Uh, okay. But I do think, I do think like when it's something you love doing, you'll find a way to, to keep doing it in some capacity. For me, it was, I love doing this, but I do not love the administration part of it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so my sole goal was, I need to make enough money so I can pay somebody to do it for me. Yeah. And that was it. I'm going to make enough money so someone can do it for me. And I have a bookkeeper and I have an accountant. And, and I think, I, so I don't have to. There's Let's meet every month. And then they tell me about it. And I'm just like, so we're doing good or no? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You know, um, yeah. I was never going to be the person that was going to be able to keep my books. But I also yeah. was not going to let me not being able to do that stop me from moving this business forward. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you are in this space. And now you run a social media management company. When you are working with or you're looking with uh, to book new clients, what or let me rephrase that when people are looking for a social media manager and a management agency, what type of things should they know before entering into that agreement? Well, that's a great question. So it's going to vary from for everyone. But if someone is looking specifically to work with our agency, I can speak. You have to want a partner in this. A lot of times people feel like, oh, I hired you and I'm done. And you're not. Like, you're absolutely not. Um, we are. We work with you. We do not work for you. 
So mm-hmm. um, if you're like, these are our goals, we are going to talk about it and how to reach those goals, things that you need from us and things that we will need from you. Um, I also think that before you hire someone to do your social media, you have to have done it yourself first mm-hmm. because people come and they say, I have this idea for this business and I've created this social media page. Now here, to make magic out of it. And then <laughs> it's going to take some time unless you have, you know, a lot of dollars for ad spend. Um, and then they're like, well, I paid you for a month of social media management and I didn't go viral or I don't have 10,000 10, followers. And it's like, that's <laughs> kind of not how it works. But if you would have done it yourself, you would understand how it grows slowly. Mm-hmm. So I would say do it yourself for a little bit, kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work, who you who you're talking to, how social mm-hmm. you want to be on social media. Um and bring that data to a company. Like, hey, try these are, this is what I want. How can you help me add on to that? Yeah. That's that yeah. That's good advice. Cause I think we get so lost in like just seeing what people have put out there and we're like, oh, we, I can do that. And then the creation of it, what are you telling people? Who, who's actually going to see this? Um, people don't think about that. And I think as businesses, we have to remember, like, I always think about like the stories that celebrities tell when you actually listen to how they're talking about this moment where you're seeing them, there's been 10, 15 years of no one knowing their name before they got to this point. So as business owners, we also have to remember that like it takes some time for that snowball to, to roll down the hill. It takes five to 10 years someone to be an overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. And but we don't have that type of time. <laughs> like, I need this. Because the time is going to pass anyway. What are you going to do with it? What do you. And then, oh, this is another thing. So you come to us and you want um, us to help you go viral, right? Which is really not a strategy. And I can go crazy over that. But, um, Let's say you go viral. Let's say we are blessed and you go viral and you sell candles and you're used to selling five candles a month. Now you have 2,000 orders. Are your system set up to to fulfill those? To prepare. Do you have inventory for 2,000 people? So now you're going to take that viral moment. People are going to make these orders and then you can't fulfill them. And then the viral moment is going to so-and-so is a scam and they scammed me. And then now you have to rebuild completely because you're focusing on going viral instead of like building up your system. So maybe you don't have inventory yet. You have a social media manager, but you have a sale. Does your website work? Um, mm-hmm. There's so many other things that goes into it. Like social media is the top of your file. We are responsible for being like, hey, we exist. And then you are supposed to be like, all right, let's get those phone numbers. Let's get those email addresses. Let's keep nurturing these people. Or maybe you have someone else on your team who does that. Yeah. But social media is very much top of the funnel. We are not a sales team. 
We are. Mm-hmm. Remember when people used to have street teams with like um, out yes. would come out, and they would the just be out there handing out flyers. <laughs> That's what we are. We like that, you know. But these <laughs> the record stores are stocked with products. Yeah. So it's so much more to it than just social media. We're just yeah. Yeah, too, there's so much in, in that one statement that I feel like is just chef's kiss moments. First, I want to define what is considered a viral moment now. Um, uh, it's so hard um, to really say. I would guess viral is... As far as views, if you start have, if you're up in the triple digit views, so hundred thousand views, things like that, um, lots of shares. You know, um, I guess that is what you would call viral. I'm sorry, I am. I'm not going to say um, I'm against going viral, but that's just not something that we track normally. But sure. I would say hundreds of thousands of views. Um, attention on the brand that you wouldn't have normally gotten uh, lots of shares lots of saves um i'm sure there is kind of scientific number that says like yeah. someone's going to listen to this and they're going to be in your comments like she doesn't know what she's talking about viral is this <laughs> take it take it <laughs> okay you if got you have listen if you're listening and you know the exact science we're fine we're fine if you let us know so we can redefine it. But in general, we, it, it is that, it sounds like it's that moment where it's just an unexpected viewership. Mm. Yes, unexpected viewership. And it just takes off. So like for one of my clients, um, a viral moment, and I don't even know how many views the video has, and I probably should, but we had a video um, one of our little girls, Cassie Brianna, where she was like, someone was like, she was taking pictures for our brand, Afro Unicorn, and um, excuse me, someone was like, I like your hair, and she was like, thank you, it's an Afro. <laughs> and because she's so cute, she's so stinking cute, um, and she had on the Afro Unicorn shirt, the video went everywhere, right? So it was shared everywhere by Ola Davis, Tina Knowles, Oprah Daly, um, and it just went, and then it's now it's a sound, you know what I mean? Like people mm-hmm. use sounds over again. Um, so it's still kind of a viral moment now because I see people using the sound, but um, I don't know how many videos, I mean, how many views that video got before it went to Viola Davis or before it went to Tiffany Haddish or before the um, before Walmart saw it and then called my client, you know? I don't know, but. We didn't expect it. We and we and then when it took off, we were like, "What is happening?" <laughs> wow! So first of all, I just want to say the humble brag of like, because as you're talking, I'm like, I know that sound. I have seen it. I have seen that video. And for you to like slip in that, mm, yes, that, that was one of my moments. I appreciate the humble brag. <laughs> just you know, with hair flip. I get it. <laughs> it was Cassie's moment. We were just like, capitalize on it. We were like in the comments, like, yep, that's Afro Unicorn. That's Afro Unicorn. You know? so, um, 
don't want to take it away from Cassie Diana because that is my little boo. Oh um, yeah, that was that was her moment. But yeah, I I am proud to say I was there for that. Yeah, and not not even expecting like. I think also that moment just seemed like it was just an authentic, unplanned situation. So do you think that the things that are considered viral now or that are successful at being viral need like needs to have that some authenticity or can you plan for that? So I think that when you are planning your content, you can say this video is going to do well. This content mm-hmm. is going to do well. You, you're never going to know how well, right? And then sometimes you're like, oh, it didn't do so well, right? But mm-hmm. when you put the thought together, we're like, this is going to do well. Um, I do think that it absolutely has to have some authenticity to it. Um, it's also kind of the same reason why people don't really like influencers. Mm. Um, their content goes viral usually when people have something bad to say about them now but when it's real people who are vouching for brands now it does way better than if you're like this celebrity is doing it because you automatically assume celebrities are paid to do it and it's not always mm-hmm. the case but we automatically assume that this is how you make your money right Um. so I think when people know, like, and trust you, and then you're like, but then look at these, but then look at these cheeses. Mm-hmm. Oh, cheeses? Let me go try those cheeses. And you're a regular person, you know. So I definitely think that um, that's another part of following someone else's wave. When you try to follow someone else's wave, trying to go viral, it's not really going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's usually the moment you're just being yourself, and people are like, I just love you. Yeah. Really what happened. Yeah. Keith Lee. Keith Lee was not so famous. I mean, famous, viral. He was he just wanted to eat food. He was a man that enjoyed eating. He was he was eating food and saying I like it. Ten out of ten. And now every any any restaurant he goes to. And like it's it's insane. But I was also thinking about him when you were talking about like preparing for the viral moment, right? Because he has realized anything that I say about these restaurants are going is going to have this impact on them, right? Good or bad. Like I, he's very intentional now about well, I think even before, but I think he genuinely tries to stress I know the weight of my words at this point, so I'm being intentional. I think that sometimes and, and I don't know if it's just my mind or whatever, but I'm always like he has to have prepared those restaurants and given them time for what's going to happen afterwards. Because if I showed up at your restaurant today, and said, oh, I loved your food. And then I put this out at midnight tonight and eight o'clock in the morning, you have a line out the door. You couldn't handle what was coming at you. So I've got to believe he, there's a moment where he's like, I'm, I'm going to put something out there in like a week. What you do with that week is up to you. Do you, do you think it's just I showed up? I think it's I showed up because he always does a second video and he's like, bear with them. 
<laughs> they were not prepared for this. You know what I mean? Mm. But I think that is well, at least here in Vegas, because you know he's from here. Yeah, people are more likely. Okay, he could. It could happen anytime now. So mm. all, you know what I'm saying. So or they should be so that they don't have a Atlanta experience, right? Um. <laughs> We not even no, touch that one. No shade. <laughs> I have no comments in shambles. Um, but I don't think so. I think he. Uh, I think for him, it's not necessarily trying to make people go viral. I think he's really just. We know, like, and trust him, so we believe his yeah. word. So it's not necessarily. Well, I'm gonna say this all go viral. It's like yeah. I'm gonna say this because I understand that the hundred million people that follow me. I want to believe me and and follow through with what I'm asking them to do. Yeah, and I think it's it all. It also speaks to what you're saying. Like, if you are look, whether or not you were looking for this viral moment, if it happens, you have to be prepared for what comes after it, right? So to go out and seek that moment without thinking about the consequences, good or bad, um, isn't going to bode well for you as a business so i I, on my in my mind he's at least giving them some time like he's not posting that video next day i do i believe like he's giving a little bit of time yeah i think he goes a little bit i'm gonna have a little attention to see I, because I'm, I don't think he's like sitting because this is no longer a I went I got hungry for lunch and I'm gonna record what I ate for lunch right there is thought there's thought into what spaces I'm going to what type of restaurants I'm gonna choose like who are the people that are gonna pick up the food right who's the like I'm I'm making this review someone has to edit because he I'm sure he's not the one sitting at the editing bay anymore right okay so I'm right. like even if it's like even a, a, a week and say, listen, I love this. You already know because you understand who I am as a brand. You got a week to, to maybe up your orders of these particular items or make sure you have staffing, right? Like prepare your own moment. So, but even still, I think if he didn't give the heads up, if it was just an accidental situation, you have to be prepared for whatever is coming next. And I think a lot of times, even for myself, for when it comes to social media, the thought that is like, okay, I know I need to put some of this information out there. I haven't posted it in a while, or am I sharing anything specifically about my business or myself that I want to share? But if someone wants to say, oh, yes, I want to work with you, do I have things set up to, to make sure that I can follow up on that request? And you can get so overwhelmed of being like, oh, I haven't posted in two weeks. People are going to forget about me that you don't think about. It doesn't matter if you're if you have a good system in place that whenever they reach out, whenever you come back, you can handle whatever comes forward. I will say, I don't go I'll post that. I will say, don't go a couple weeks without posting. Don't do that. <laughs> is there a is there a true formula for how often? 
And I hate the fact that it's even that at this point. Like I have to think about three to five times I need to post or I need to put stories as well as like, I don't like that. That's what it's become. But for business, I understand it's marketing. That's what it became. You just did. You just said, don't disappear. Social media gurus told you you had posts three to five. You said, was there a system? I said, consistently. Okay. Fair. Fair. Be different for everyone. So for every unicorn, consistently, it's three to four times a day. Mm. For Tinky Poo, which is another group. person that we work with who's in retail go to buy, buy my baby for your diapers black on um okay post daily for her one time a day and that's consistently yeah. for me we post every other day because it just depends and you these gurus are going to tell you you have to beat the algorithm and you have to post 20 times a day so that you're always in front of people right but when you're really building those relationships with people, when you find your social media besties, right? Mm-hmm. Those people start looking at your post. They turn it on their notifications so they don't miss anything. And then they realize that, oh, she posts on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Let me, it's Monday. Let me go see what she had to mm-hmm. say, right? Opposed to sitting around waiting for something to pop up in your timeline. Mm-hmm. Um. I am a firm believer of stop inviting people to your party if you've never gone to theirs. So we post mm-hmm. and then we have the internet. But when you post, what you really need to be doing is interacting with everybody else's content. You're liking their content. You're commenting on their content. You're going to their party, right? You're hyping them up. And then they'll do the same for you, right? Yeah. They'll start looking for that interaction. They'll assume Oh, she's commenting on my post. Maybe she just posted something recently. Let me go see. So consistently. So if that consistently is Monday and Saturday, the people who follow you and want what you have are going to look on Monday and Saturday. Yeah. So when you're trying to tire yourself out because these social media gurus was like, this is the only way to do it. That's not. It's really, really not. Yeah. All right, fine. I will back off. So I will say there's a difference between consistency and and feeling like you have to meet a certain industry, quote unquote, industry standard. Um, Is there any differences or recommendations when it comes to the type of content that you're creating? Um, So... You should be using all of the features of the program of the program. You should be posting stories, you should be posting reels, videos, and static, static posts and carousels, right? Mm-hmm. But the, it's most important for you to post and mm-hmm. not get so caught up in, oh shoot, I have to do a carousel today because I did a reel yesterday. Because when you get in your head, you're not gonna post anything. And if that you do true. not post it, they will not see it. So it's most important to post than to worry about how many of what, right? Now, yeah. if you come to us, that's our job to figure out, like, we need some of this or we need some of that. But when you are doing, when you are the marketer, the accountant, 
the packages, the the everything. Posting, <laughs> posting is what's important. And Got it. All right, and then I I want to also touch on uh, call to actions. A while ago, you talked about how social media is not a, is not the same as sales. But every social media, not every social media, but a lot of social media is driven to drive sales or some sort of call to action, like follow, join, buy, whatever. So if if social media isn't sales or that's not your role, then how do you, I guess, manage like the having calls to actions and expectations around how to shape your social media around wanting to drive sales or drive new clients or new leads? Well, you have to tell people how to consume your content mm-hmm. because we mindlessly consume content online. So think about if you are reading a caption and they're like, they you just read this long paragraph and the last sentence is double tap if you like this. You're going like, all right, there you go, right? But if we don't say that at the end, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to go to the next mm-hmm. one. If we ask you to double tap it, if we ask you to share it, if we ask you, click the link in our bio to sign up for this thing, now you're at the next part of the funnel. So that's why it's important to have a funnel. So we're all social media. So when people get upset because it's like, oh, I posted this thing and they deleted it or whatever, Social media is private property. We do not own it. So when these people tell you that you are violating their you are. So you have to get them off of that page. So click this link so I can get your email address. Click this link so yeah. I can get your phone number. And then now you can continue the conversation. So yeah. on social media, on social media, we all at the bar. We talking, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you for your phone number. What's your phone number? So, <laughs> and now we're dating because now I'm about to email you every day, right? <laughs> so that's part of the way the funnel goes. It's like I met you, I like you. Let's talk. Yeah, but you got to get them off of social media. But while they're on social media, part of your job is to also turn them into marketers for you. So we interact a lot. So let's say you're out and someone's like, oh, I just really need a social media manager. Oh my goodness, I talked to this girl online and you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've turned you into my marketing. And now I don't have to spend so many marketing dollars because I've built this um this group of people who are gonna market for me. So now you're my street yeah. team, right? Um, yeah your street team because we friends now you know what I mean and you want to see your friends win so those things it's like I'm not responsible for your conversions but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm responsible for making that first move yeah oh absolutely and and conversion can mean different things right like I may not be in the market for a social media person right but having you in my circle, interacting with you, like you said, creating this team of of supporters, uh, your own system of you know team of champions is different than when you are courting a person who may need your actual services. So having 
to understand what you're looking for, I think is really key. And definitely when you're starting out, you feel like you just, you just need to be present. You just need to be at the bar. Let's see what happens if I get to the bar. Uh, but there's a difference between the person that is just, I walked in and I don't know what to expect versus the person that's sitting at the bar and they're like, no, I am looking for my date for this particular event. <laughs> you should know who. So a lot of people are like, well, our products are for everybody. Oh, they're not. Mm-hmm. Your products are not for everyone. Even if there's a, um, there are people who are outside of your demographic who buy your products, your products are for this specific person or group and everything else is extra. So that way, when you come to someone like me and you're like, I want to attract black women who are 40 years old or more who have been in business for five years or more. Now we know, oh, oh, and who are unmarried or whatever. Okay, so I'm looking for a singles bar, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I need someone who is a mom of three. Oh, so I'm looking for like a mommy club or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we'll know who to target. And then everything else is just kind of extra. So it's like, you know who you want in your friend group. It's the same for online. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think that um, there there is a challenge, especially when you're just starting out, narrowing down who that audience is. And I do think that sometimes there's too much emphasis on like demographics, like you said, like I'm looking for a woman in her 40s, unmarried or versus maybe some characteristics of individuals that you're looking for, right? People that have maybe an interest in, a, I don't know, a particular color or people that enjoy a type of music. And that person could look like all shades. Case in point, my husband loves Ghostbusters. That Ghostbusters group is going to have individuals who are in the professional space, but also, you know, maybe into more earthy kind of behaviors, right? And so, but they love Ghostbusters. They like it for different reasons or whatever. So not focusing on, oh, but it has to be someone who is black and male and living in this particular area because you can then kind of condense yourself. And I think what also is important, or at least what I'm finding for myself is who are the people that I am naturally drawn to anyway, right? Because there is, I think, a bit of performance that goes on. Not that you are lying about who you are or you're putting on a show, right? But you do want to make sure that you are showing up in a particular way. And so, at least I think so. And maybe you'll tell me, no, go, girl, be who you are going to be. (laughs) I partially agree with what you're saying. Um, It depends on what you offer, right? Yeah. Me specifically, um, I want to help Black women business. Mm-hmm. that's it right I will help other people right but when I am actively searching for the ideal client it is a black woman who's been in business for five years or more um, and who has been doing it by, for by themselves for too long and they need because we need we serve nice things too so yes I 
to come in and let our agency take this one thing off of your hands so that you can focus on income generating activities, right? I specifically want that. But maybe if you sell physical products, you don't have to break it down so far, right? Right. Um, and that's why you, when you work with a, someone who is in branding so that they can tell you and help you figure it out. Because I think if you do not know who you want to sell things to, you start to operate out of thirst instead of being mm. hungry. I'm just thirsty mm-hmm. for the money anywhere it's going. Now I'm shut out because why are you asking me all these questions? Because I thought <laughs> this is But these people, they don't know what they wanted and you just selling it to anybody. They don't understand the product. Yeah. So now you was thirsty. Now you stressed out. But when you hungry, you know what you want to eat, right? Yeah. I'm like, I got a taste for this. And it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I operate. That's how I operate. I love it. I love I love the simple analogies, the comparisons. Listen, they are so helpful. Uh, <laughs> we were um oh man, and that just made me lose my, my chain of thought. Knowing who you want to to work with. I don't know. It'll come back to me. I should have had. I should have had my own notepad on the side of me right now to write down. (laughs) Oh, I remember. I remember what it is. Um, Branding. So that is another thing. I do think this gets kind of misconstrued, and I will even say, like, I've had to be corrected a couple of times um, that there's a difference between branding and social media. And people will put a lot more emphasis on the social media, but ignore brand identity. So can you talk about where you as a social media management uh, owner, how do you help clients distinguish the difference between the two? Trying to think of an analogy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) About the Harry Potter books, right? Uh-huh. If you haven't read them, but just bear with me. In the I love them. Book, I, I love the movies. I haven't read the books, but I love the movies. I'm going to get to you. So in the Harry Potter books, this is, it tells you the very breakdown of each character, right? Mm-hmm. And it tells you how that character looks, feels, smells, how you should feel when you, you interact that, with that person. That's your thing. When you have it broken down to how people, how people should feel when they interact with you. Right? Then you have the Harry Potter movies that took the branding and critically presented it to the world. Mm-hmm. So we take the book and we make the movie. So that's what social media does. Mm-hmm. So everything taken from this Bible and make it digestible on social media. So we make okay. sure that the language that we use is on brand, the colors, because colors, there's a psychology behind colors as well. So we are yeah. just making it pretty. We're making sure that when people come to your page, they feel a certain way. And if you do not have that branding, we don't know people should feel when they come to, come here. Yeah. And it's more than just a logo, right? Yes. Yeah. Like we said, it's the clientele, it's the the language, it's it's just everything all in that book, right? But who has time to read eight books? 
make it digestible for you. I love it. Yes. The I, I, Next time I need a, a simple comparison, I'm going to be like, Kalia, I have this issue. What's a good, what's a good analogy for it? <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm four. And maybe that's what all of this needs to be just because what I it, it also sounds like when you're dealing with children, tell them what you want or don't want. Children don't do interpretation like they know I've been told to pick up my toy. So I will pick up my toy. Tie your shoe. It's very direct. In grad school, they tell you when you write something, when you present something, you have to present it as if the person does not know at all what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think a little bit of that because I've been a student like all my life. Like, who has to same girl? I uh, when I was uh, when I was in one of my grad programs, um, they were preparing us for like research um, papers. And the very first thing my professor was like, take out the flowery language. No one cares. What what are you trying to say? What is your thesis? Your thesis should be very clear so I know at the end, did you answer that? Which are research questions, right? Like, did you answer that? So, yeah, I think that we... Maybe we're all overthinking this. Like even as we're talking, I'm I'm reflecting, I'm learning um, that we're all overthinking it. But I there there feels like there's so much pressure to make be present on social media and to make sure that you have social media as part of your business strategy in some way. Um, do you believe that? Uh, at this age, in this era, that you can just ignore social media completely? Oh, okay. Can you? Sure. (laughs) Um, Look at print media and uh, billboard and TV and all of those things? Absolutely. Now, as a small business owner, can you? Absolutely not. There are billions of people on social media and we have access to it for free. Mm. Now, if you're like, I don't really want to do social media, go ahead and pay for that TV spot. Go ahead and pay for that billboard, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can get you a free Canva account. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can make little graphics. You can post consistently, whatever that means to you. Um, And you can every couple weeks Give Instagram or Facebook $25 to make it go to a few more people yeah. on this free platform and take advantage of that. Um, I just don't think, or you can hire somebody and we'll do it for you, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you can ignore it. Should you? Yeah. I feel like you would be a fool too. I feel like you'd be a fool yeah. to ignore it. Yeah. And there's so much you can do on. I'm sorry. Say that again. I was just saying when people say I don't do social media and then they're like, but I have a business and I'm like, oh, who knows? Who knows? I have a business. It's so. true. 
It's true. But on the flip side, I think people rely too heavily on social media, right? To social media, is it going to do all the work for you? You have to remember, you have to actually get out and talk to people. You have to find different avenues. I am really big on asking people like, if you're using email marketing, people also use text messaging. Like, have you started thinking about quick ways to just touch base to your clients or your customers via text message, right? You don't have to, what are some other ways that you're making touch bases? And then for myself, because, you know, I have to remember I work at, you know, in my home, I love my home, uh, people are outside. So you have to meet new people out in the world, network as well. So no, social media isn't everything, but we can't ignore it. And our, <laughs> I personally don't go outside. Um, yes you do need to go outside you need to be um part of like your local chambers and and things like that absolutely yes you should um i am very much do as i say and not as i do though yeah because i network online i am smooth to fall into pulling to somebody's dms like hey so i kind of see that post that you did and I think it could be a little bit better. This is how, right? Yeah. And that's kind of my segue into, I give away a lot of free information on our newsletter, on our social media pages, um, just because I can, right? I People often tell me like, don't you think you're giving away too much? I don't because I can give you the recipe and none of y'all are going to do it. None of y'all are going to do it. So then you're going to be like, hey, you just do it for me. But I feel better just knowing that I am a resource for when you're ready to do it, right? Yeah. Um, but as far as networking, I feel like you have to do what's comfortable to you. And the fact that you have billions of people at your fingertips. I mean, think about these celebrities, right? Think about um, these influencers who have these loyal followers and they never met them. So if your comfort space is not outside, you just need to be online building an allegiance to the people who are there. Yeah. Yeah. Work where you work best, I guess. You work best. Absolutely. Like, if you put me in a space, in a Facebook group, I am going to be chatty catty. You know, um, but if you put me at a networking mixer, I'm against the wall. I'm taking photos of everybody. Don't take my picture, though. You know, <laughs> um, and then I'm going to leave and I'm not going to talk to anyone. <laughs> you know, we are so opposite because I will, I'm, like I said, I love being on here. I will scroll social media. It takes me so long to warm up, to like connect with people. And, you know, if I'm in a group, I will read every comment. I am laughing out loud. I have thoughts in my head. I have not posted a thing, okay? But I, I when I do go out to networking events, I, in, I interact with people. And then people get confused. And they're like, you're so social. And I'm like, mm-mm, that's not <laughs> confused the two. But it's so much easier, like, the face-to-face than it is for me to, you know, I, I enjoy watching and seeing how people move first. But you're like, mm, no, just let me move behind the scenes. <laughs> when I go home, 
I'm going to figure out what the hashtag was for that event. I'm going to search <laughs> event. I'm going to interact with everybody who posted that they were there. Because maybe you remember seeing me, but you didn't talk to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to connect with them online. Oh my goodness, I didn't get to talk to you tonight, but I see that your business is blah, 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 blah. You can see what my business is. And there we go. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know how to walk to someone and be like, like I, I feel like it's a little weird. It's like why you know I don't know. I just don't know how to do that. It's okay. Because when you see it and you're ready to talk, we'll talk. If you're not ready to talk right now, but and at least they know who you are because people are good for going back and be like, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk to this person, but let me, let me internet stalk them for a little while. Let me scroll through their page and see what's going on. So yeah, having a social media is absolutely necessary in some capacity. To what that capacity is, you decide what's best. You decide, and yeah, if you don't know how social you want to be on social media or what type of help, go to my website and we have a quiz that'll tell you wsocialmedia.com, take our quiz, figure out how social you, like where you are with social media, what type of help you need, and um, let us know how we can help you. Slide in my DM, ask me some questions. Everyone slide in her DMs, okay? And just, you know, blow, make her go viral. Test out, make sure. I I do. I want to. Like how you were saying about like the humble brag. Like I do work with like uh, some companies who are doing great things, but I'm just not the one who is like, "Do I do this? Did I do that?" Yeah, because that's not what I do it for, right? I think it it becomes a little less fun when um you're chasing the clout behind it yeah i don't know it's just, i just want to be creative i just want to be creative and free like i really just i do. love it i and love that's it why, I... that's why it was important for me to build an agency because my team does the things that i don't want to do yeah and that way i can just focus on these things which is growing the business and well, yeah, it's really just going to business. <laughs> no, listen, that that is what it is. That's what it's all about, and that's what we're we're all here for, right? Creating creating the life you love, figuring out what that success looks like. I don't know if this conversation vindicated some of the social media bashing that I've done on here. Uh, I, like I said, I love social media. I when we finish recording, I guarantee you, the first thing I'm going to do is open up Instagram and see, oh, what did I miss since since this last hour or so has gone by? Um, but it is, it's a challenging space. And I think, I, I hope whoever is listening to this just recognizes, like everybody is trying to figure it out. You don't have to do everything, um, but you have to have your ducks in a row, however you're showing up online, right? And, and remember, it's the business that's the important part. It's the business. It's the business. Social media is important to help grow your business, but you also have to know if you're not at the point where it is time to grow, right? Um, You want to jump into business and then you want to skyrocket to 50 million clients. And and most of us are not 
ready for that. Um, yeah. I am not ready for that. If 10,000 people wanted social media management right now, I, we couldn't do it. Our, yeah. A small but mighty team, it's five of us, we cannot do 10,000, right? Yeah. Um, so that doesn't mean that our system isn't, I mean, that could just work, right? Um, but everybody has <laughs> capacity. Everybody <laughs> has capacity, but I just think that people need to stop letting social media stress them out. One, be yourself on social media, um, engage with other people, but make sure that everything else is set up. I, I usually tell people if you do not have a website or a funnel or anything like that, you're going to feel like your money is wasted on me because your return of investment literally for us is going to be likes and followers. And you're yeah. going to pay our monthly fee for likes and followers. Opposed to if you have a funnel, now you can see, oh, my email list is growing. My text list is growing. Maybe, you know, something other things. But if you, you just have DM me to purchase, mm-hmm. that type of thing, you're not really ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for this conversation. I've had a blast. Uh, I also enjoy being able to see you outside of the realm of social media. Um, It's been a pleasure. Uh, I will share all of your information. Anybody who is looking for the clear right touch, make sure to hit her up. And until the next one, guys, I'll see you later. Bye.